Hello and welcome to Annual Reviews Audio, part of the conversation series from Annual Reviews, where insightful research begins. I'm your host, Anuraskwat Paz. In each episode of our show, we feature top scientists in fields ranging from astrophysics to sociology. In this episode, Yolanda Yetten, professor of psychology at the University of Queensland, talks about her article, Deviance and Descent in Groups, which she wrote with Matthew J. Hornsey, also of the University of Queensland, for the 2014 Annual Review of Psychology. Dr. Yetten explores the reasons why people engage in deviance and dissent in groups, a little research aspect of psychology, as historically, the discipline has been more focused on explaining the reasons for conformity in groups. Concentrating on a single section of her article, Dr. Yetten describes the five motives for deviance and dissent, from disengagement and disloyalty to the group, to moral rebellion, to tangible rewards. Hello, my name is uh, Yolanda Yette from the University of Queensland. This videocast accompanies an annual review of psychology article by my colleague Matthew Hornsey and myself. The article is titled Deviance and Descent in Groups. In the review article, we start with the observation that classic research and theorizing has often focused more on the motivations that make people conform to the group than on the motivations underpinning deviance and dissent. Think, for example, of the classic line judgment experiments by Ash in the 1950s, showing that conformity is a powerful and prevalent force in groups. Or consider the Stanford prison experiments by Zimbardo in the 1970s, an experiment that is often interpreted as showing that it doesn't take much for people to blindly conform to the demands of specific roles. Despite the fact that this research on conformity has led to important insights, uh, less is known about the other side of the coin, why people engage in deviance and dissent in groups. This is unfortunate because deviance and dissent are also prevalent phenomena within groups. All of us encounter situations on a daily basis where we observe people who say publicly in a group that they do not agree with the course of action the group is taking. Or think of the many times we see people deviating from important group norms by, for example, violating dress codes, breaking politeness norms, bending group rules, or by being openly defiant and refusing to do as they are told. It's not only that we observe others engaging in these types of behaviours, we ourselves engage in them too and often feel we do so for very good reasons. In other words, deviance and dissent are normal aspects of group life and it's most likely that we're all dissenters and deviants at some point in time. In this review, we set ourselves the task of bringing together and integrating research that has examined why group members might engage in deviance and dissent. We looked at how other group members respond to it, we examined the value of deviance and dissent for the group, and we finish our review by discussing the conditions under which deviance and dissent is more or less likely to be punished by others. In this video cast, I would like to focus on only one of these questions. In particular, I would like to elaborate on the question what the motives and reasons are for people to engage in deviance and dissent in groups. When we started our review, we found that surprisingly little is known about why people engage in deviance and dissent. We therefore set ourselves the task of mapping out what the various motives might be in the hope that this might provide a frame for future research. 
we identified five motives or reasons why people engage in deviance and dissent in groups. The most common assumption in the literature is that deviance and dissent are motivated by disengagement, disloyalty or disrespect for the group. Recent research shows that this motive certainly captures the intention of group members who are not strongly committed to their group. In several studies it has been found that those who are less committed to the group care less about the group, uh, about the group performance or group functioning, and their disinterest manifests itself in withdrawal, non-compliance and indifference to group norms. At its most extreme, indifference to group norms can lead to quite sinister behaviours. This is a point that has been picked up in the organisational literature. Disengagement and disloyal employees are more likely to deliberately perform suboptimally or even sabotage the performance of the group. But not all deviance and dissent is motivated by disengagement or disloyalty. Group members might also deviate or dissent for precisely the opposite reason, because they do care for the group and because they want to protect it from its downfall. This motive might in particular play a role for those who are strongly committed to the group. Highly identified group members' dissent is often in the service of the group, aimed at changing group norms or behaviours that they perceive as detrimental for the group. Some whistleblowers are motivated by such concerns. Uh, For example, a medical doctor may notice that one of her colleagues is breaking codes of conduct by not treating a terminally ill patient, or a bank employee discovers irregularities in the bank's financial transactions. These individuals may dissent and speak up because they want the group to be cleansed from group members who violate important group norms, or they want to expose problematic practices in the group because they're worried that these actions may ultimately destroy the group if left unaddressed. A third motive for deviance and dissent relates to what Benoit Monin from Stanford University calls moral rebellion. This refers to the notion that people may have moral convictions that prevent them from following and acting in line with group demands. For example, people may refuse, when asked by the group, to argue in favour of a policy that goes against their own personal beliefs. Or, even though the group demands this, uh, moral rebels may decline to express racist or sexist comments because this goes against their own personal and moral convictions. The fourth motive we spoke about is the motive to set oneself apart, to express difference from others, individuality and uniqueness. Engaging in public deviance and dissent may be very good ways for people to communicate to others what they stand for, who they are and how they're different and unique. At times, the desire to seek out distinctiveness leads an individual to adopt norms, values and lifestyles that run counter to the mainstream. The motivation to differentiate oneself from the mainstream may be an important reason for people to be attracted to subcultures, such as punks, hippies, or to engage in particular behaviours, such as getting body piercings or tattoos. These serve to tell the world who one is, and often how one is different and unique. A final motive for deviance and dissent is to obtain tangible rewards. For example, some people may engage in deviant behaviours such as fraud or stealing because these behaviours are associated with financial gain and success. 
Imposterism is a particular form of deviance that individuals engage in to obtain tangible rewards. Imposters' deviance lies in the fact that they break group norms by passing themselves off as genuine group members, even though they do not meet key criteria for group membership. Some people engage in imposterism to be able to have opportunities they would otherwise not have. For instance, there are many historical examples where women passed themselves as men so they could take up professions such as being a doctor, sailor or musician, professions that were at that time exclusively open to men. At other times, people resort to imposterism to hide who they really are so that they, are, so that they can avoid exclusion. For example, gays and lesbians may hide their sexual orientation and those who are HIV positive may not reveal their illness to others so that they do not face prejudice. This list of reasons why people may engage in deviance or dissent is not exhaustive and there may be many more reasons that people may have to resort to these behaviours. However, regardless of people's exact motive, it is clear that many of these individuals do so for more honourable reasons than one might at first sight think. Because they want to protect the group, because they want to be true to their own moral convictions, because they don't want to be absorbed in the crowd, or because they cannot reveal who they really are for fear of being excluded by others. How then are deviants and dissenters treated by other group members? We very often see a range of responses. On the one hand, these individuals are often punished, excluded or even expelled from the group. On the other hand, because other group members realise too that deviants and dissent can be driven by so many more uh, honourable motives than disengagement and disloyalty, um, we see that they're often remarkably accepting of these uh, deviants and dissenters. This to such an extent that uh, we often create positions within groups, inviting group members to take on roles as deviants or dissenters. Think, for instance, of groups who want to stimulate debate or creativity and therefore ask people to play the role of devil's advocate. We also enjoy listening to stand-up comedians, whose deviance lies in the fact that they insult and ridicule the audience, but at the same time hold up, hold up a mirror, exposing our own strange behaviours and habits. What this makes clear is that deviance and dissent is not only prevalent and normal within groups, it is also often highly appreciated by other group members. Of course, not all deviance and dissent is valuable and condoned, but very often group life becomes more interesting and fun by having people in a group who do not always stick to that what is normatively prescribed. You've been listening to Annual Reviews Audio. For over 80 years, Annual Reviews has guided scientists to the essential research literature in the biomedical, life, physical, and social sciences. Learn more at annualreviews.org. I'm Ana Rasquet Paz. Thanks for listening.